Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space that we can hear a bit about their journey and what they're doing and and hopefully translate some of that into our own lives. So we talk to lots of athletes. We talk to CEOs. uh, We talk to scientists. We talk to just people doing really cool things. I know I have one of those today. And just before we kind of jump into a really exciting interview today, we have a relationship with Third Z. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, something definitely to check out. They create natural products that uh, help athletes and high performers. So lots of people here are listening are just people that uh, are trying to be kind of the best in their day. They have a PM recovery collagen that's melatonin free, sedative free. Um, so it's a, a natural product from that standpoint. Uh, it just helps you get rest and helps your body recover, especially after a workout, things like that. Um, um, so definitely check it out. Um, if, if you've got some time, go on to our Instagram profile. You can click through there. Um, there is a, uh, uh, a discount code. It's BIBM20. Gets you some uh, percentage off there. But take a look at it. See if it's right for you. And uh, um, hopefully uh, they can help you out. And so really excited today to have Camille leblanc Bazinet with us. She uh, is a 2014 CrossFit Games champion, so the fittest on earth at the time there. Mm-hmm. Um, perennial favorite in the sport, um, so lots of people know her from that. Um, she also has a fitness platform, Alpha Babe Fit, which we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, a lot of people may not know she's also a chemical engineer by training, which really goes into some of the stuff she's doing now, I'm sure. Um, and also uh, just obviously a trainer and most importantly, a busy mom. So, uh, so yeah. we talked just before we came on here, Camille, about, uh, um, you know, that that kind of factors into your day, even how early you start and all that fun stuff. So so how's she doing? It's Zoe, I think. Uh, how's how's all of that going and, and being a yeah. mom and fitting all this in? Yeah, she's great. You know, there's a, there's life before becoming a parent. And then uh, you don't know what it's like once you have a, a little one running around. So yeah. Um, it is uh, the joy of my life, though. I think I was made to be a mom above anything else that I've done. This is my, uh, well, this it, is my it, real yeah, like an, uh, Right, right. And it seems to have, it, it kind of changes a little bit about your approach with everything as you go through that. And and your own life, I'm sure, has, has changed a lot. Um, you know, maybe before we even go into your journey and stuff, uh, how does um how does it change kind of your day? Um, like because obviously you're you're up earlier and things like that. How do you start mm-hmm. to juggle some of those things that you didn't have to juggle the same way before? Yeah, well, um, I mean, starting from the beginning, uh, Zoe was born very early, so she mm-hmm. was born um, prematurely at the NICU, and uh, I mean, talk about the uh, <laughs> a change of life that is pretty drastic. Um, when she was born, 
it was during COVID, as you guys know, was completely crazy. I don't even know if I can say this word for your podcast. Go for it. It's okay. Like cancel, you know, just mentioning the word at this point. <laughs> um, so we were in Boulder and because of this craziness, um, they wouldn't let me leave the hospital. So for 12 weeks, not only was I at the hospital with her, I lived at the hospital um, so talking about like, you know, a change of life, it really, for me was like, well, I don't even know, um, how many days I might have a daughter for. Yeah. So it became, you know, every second with her was so precious and that really never stopped. But what changed so much for me is also this experience was such a survival experience that it really ruined my body. It completely ruined my health. All my hormones got suppressed and I became, and I think this is very common with, uh, you know, a lot of women after uh, giving birth, your hormone change, your body change, but mm -hmm. there's things that you do that you think are helping you, but really are hurting you. So for me, in those moments, I, I found myself for the first time in my life, you know, feeling frail. And feeling yeah. fragile and things like that. And that was very scary. And that's kind of, you know, everything in life happens for a reason. And that's why I do what I do with my business now. Because, I mean, if you've seen me, I'm no quitter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm a winner. So it doesn't matter. Um, and with an engineering background, if you knew in, any engineer, we're problem solvers. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm, you know, down the bar barrel, like in the deepest end I've ever been. I don't know how to get out of here. Yeah. Um. So I became completely obsessed in like finding ways to um, optimize my hormones and get my health back. And I was very determined. So now, now really, that's what I do. I help other people do the same. And uh, yeah, and yeah. yeah, life, life is different, but it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to give some context, because there, there might be some people out there who don't, you know, don't know some of your background and how it um, how that would have been a very drastic change for you if you feel that your your health is just not where it was before, because you came from, um, you know, you had a very athletic upbringing, I would assume. I know you did kind of gymnastics and things like that before people who might mm -hmm. know you through CrossFit. But um, but you also your family is very athletic and all of those things, too. Um, you know, it, just to give some context around that about, you know, the the journey and then suddenly what that would feel like, you know, impacting you. Yeah, I mean, uh, growing up, we were pretty much not allowed in the house. <laughs> um, some things that the kids would never understand now, but it was like, you play outside all day and you drink water from the water hose outside yeah. pretty much. And uh, so for me, just being outside and active, that that's just, it just feels so natural and normal. So um, being inside was never, I, I don't know, it was weird because I did study chemical engineering, which is so much time on a desk. But if I wasn't on a desk, I needed that outlet. And that's kind of where... I, I used to play every sport that exists and then I found, you know, CrossFit. So when I was in school, it was really a mix of both. It was, I was either studying or I was, you know, slamming weight around or running outside like a crazy person or doing crazy thing because especially back then, I, you know, my first CrossFit game was in 2010 
Yeah. Um, and that was not common in Canada at right. all, uh, at all. Like they tried to kick me out of the gym. Um, at the, uh, I used to go to the Sherbrooke University, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, this is a, a a funny story, but um, they tried to kick me out of at, of the gym one time because I was like doing you know pull ups and all the crazy stuff. And uh, as the coach called the manager to talk to me, I was playing on ESPN at the yeah. same time. <laughs> so that was, That's that, was cool. a, that was a pretty good luck moment because the manager was looking at the coach and he was looking at the TV and he was looking at me and is like, um, Okay, I she think could she stay. Do what she wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, like being active is just in my blood. I just, I just have to move. So um, yeah, when I got really sick at the hospital, you know, yeah. I, I tried to, uh, yeah, I got really sick overall after yeah. Zoe, like my immune system, like started to lose mm -hmm. my hair, like my, you know, I started to put weight on at weird place. I felt frail, you know, I yeah. kept getting hurt um, and my body was really falling apart. And it was really hard to not only do I not feel like myself, I also don't know who I am and what to do, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, thankfully, we have such a big, you know, training knowledge that and a lot of resource and good people that we know that really became obsessed with um, a lot of uh, Brad Sean Fell work. Um, he's I mean, the. the the godfather of like hypertrophy research and study and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then I, I really started to um, learn from uh, Dr. Barbara O'Neill and uh, Sarah Godfrey and Rhonda Patrick and just really try to increase my knowledge into how to take myself that I was like, you know, frail. And every time back then I would try to do like a crossfit workout or high intensity I would have a panic attack mm -hmm. or I would hurt myself or it was just too much on my body like that intensity was too much it would bring my cortisol up it would like derail where my hormones were trying to heal so really like digging deep in an understanding on uh what and how to eat mm -hmm. and how to train and just changing my lifestyle was really a lifesaver. And uh, uh, I think a year after Zoe was born, I did um, my first bodybuilding show because I yeah. really wanted to learn everything I could. And I don't believe that. I don't really believe when people just sit and tell others what to do. Like it's one thing to mm -hmm. do the research, but it's another thing to have the experience um, so for me, uh, I do a lot of, uh, trial by fire where it's like, yeah. okay, all the research point to this, um, you know, I put the logic behind it together and it's like, okay, now let's put it, you know, into action because our body are so complex. And after all, like we do understand quite a lot about it, but it seems like we also understand, uh, quite little That's about it. Yeah. And when you look at, um, researcher a lot of them are you know so busy researching that the component of applying it with like humans in the gym or yeah. you know with moms at home is not really there and then you see the opposite right a, a lot of nutritionists and trainers that 
they work with clients like deeply and they create those concepts that work really well. But then there's like not that bridge that goes into like understanding the science behind it. So really what I try to do as much as I can is use all the science, try to apply it and then like kind of like grab the what worked best for most and Mm -hmm. where does those things start to, you know, steer away from that. Yeah. So I did bodybuilding. Um, I qualify for amateur national because obviously I don't do anything halfway. Yeah. And I try to push <laughs> as hard. <laughs> I try to push as hard as I can, as I could doing this. So I could see the limitation of going too far, not far enough, how to recover from this. Um, and yeah, I just got completely obsessed. Just the same way I got obsessed, you know, with yeah. becoming the best in the world at CrossFit. Now I'm well, it's kind of it's a mindset thing right like yes. I, I don't think you can turn that off and but you're mm-hmm. doing it in a way that you know it also benefits um not just yourself but being able to convey that knowledge which is which is pretty cool that you can shift completely and you know have that mindset to be able to um to be able to tell people what it's truly like i think it, you know and how it affects you mm-hmm. i do think also there's so much more women suffering in silence than yeah. people can even start to grasp um that i think is just very important to have open conversation about this and not just open conversation about you know what i see a lot happening often is those feel-good conversation and it's like um just talking about like oh, you know, just accept things how they are, we're aging, you know, you're so brave for accepting that, you know, your, your body is going in a way that it's not. And it's like, no, the conversation should be here, here are the tools that do work. And those tools work, and they're effective. And if you know, you want to have a a map and a path in order to like build that edge against decrepitude or that edge against like aging, like there is a lot of tools and ways to train and eat the right way that will support your hormones and give you that longevity that you want and you long for. Because like surviving instead of thriving is not fun. And I do think... um, I do think that in in one way, like a culture of acceptance is amazing because everyone should, you know, love themselves for who they are. But on the flip side is there is a lot of tools and a lot of way to also work your butt up and get the body you dream of having. And guess what? Confidence when you earn something is way different than just accepting where you're at, where you're at. Camille, that's, that's, I think, important, too, is that, um, you know, we hear from a lot of people that, um, you know, if, uh, if you're, you're dealing with those hormone changes, and some of those things that that you're talking about from a nutrition standpoint, and and a physical kind of fitness piece, how does that link in with the the kind of mental side of things as well? I mean, how did you find Mm -hmm. when, when you went from I'm sure that was that was tough mentally as well to know that your body couldn't do or wasn't doing at the time what you wanted it to do or what you had um, had before? How does that impact, you know, people and and translate to lots of people that, you know, go through, you know, pregnancy or other kind of hormonal Mm -hmm. changes as as they age? Yeah, I think, um, I think the best way to describe it is behavior affect moods and moods affect behavior. And only one of them you can control. 
And when it comes to that side, to wait for your brain to be okay before moving is kind of like setting up yourself to never move forward. Like, right, action is really what it's all about, (laughs) even though they are so hard. And, uh, you know, I'm coming from a place that after, um, after the NICU and Zoe, I had huge depression. So like getting up in the morning, it was a a daily battle and it kind of still is almost every day. It's just reminding myself that, hey, when I do something, I feel good. So it's so important to me that I'm like always doing things. And also I see it more now in a way that is like, when I take those action, I feel great. So instead of constantly thinking about my present person, right, my myself right now, like this is how I feel. I constantly try to think about my future self. Like how can I stack the card in my favor so when I go to bed tonight, I'm happy, I'm proud of myself. And if today was a hard day, at least I kind of stacked the card in my favor for tomorrow having a better day. And I think that's where like it gets hard for a lot of of people is to not have a plan. So I'm absolutely crazy with having a plan. I have a list of things to do daily um, because checking off the list gives you a little hits of dopamine and it goes such a long way. And that was my trick um, when I was at the hospital. I would give myself a list of three things and it really didn't matter what it was. The thing were were like, take a five minute walk, take a shower and drink a coffee. And those were my lists, but it gave me three things to stay accountable to that were super easy. Right. And even then it didn't feel super easy, but it's like, once I checked that five minute walk, next thing I know I was on my computer working instead of just like kind of, you know, feeling sorry for myself and all of that. Um, And that was like my my biggest trick is fix your behavior. It will fix your mood because you have to understand the way you train, the way you eat, the way you breathe, you know, the way just the way you live, it really changed the chemistry in your body and the chemistry in your body affects how your brain is. So when people think about it as two separate things, it really isn't. And that's where it's so important to do things on purpose with purpose. As an example, if you eat a lot of carbs, it induces tons of inflammation in your body. And now your body is fighting against that. And then your brain gets foggy. And then you have this like push pull of like too much sugar in your system and too not enough sugar in your system. Then you get shaky because you want more sugar. And it's like, There's really a cascading effect to everything that you do, both on the negative side and on the healthy side. So at the opposite, if you, you know, eat a good supportive fat for your hormones with like high protein, then your insulin sensitivity becomes a lot better. And then your hormones get more in line and then your brain gets more in line. So it's just every, it's just everything. Everything impacts everything else. Yeah. Yes. And it really is not as complicated as what people think. Um, but it does require discipline and kind of letting go of 
they're kind of habits, but I think they're like, I think people, we really hold on to like memories, like things that are like, oh, when I ate this, you know, donut at Tim Horton with my dad and, you know, yeah, yeah. on Saturday morning, that made me feel so good. And I think people hold on to to uh, food and habit as like a memory of feel good memories but it's understanding on the flip side like what are the what are the like reaction that's occurring in your body from that you know just looking at food in a different way and looking at when you eat and when you train in a different way it, it's just like such a big change um and that changed and i mean if you understand what you're doing then it snowballs real quick into something fantastic. Yeah, like it's interesting that you connect it with, you know, there's almost a, an emotional response that triggers the memory that it's it, it may not be based on anything other than just, you know, kind of mm. how you felt and, and some of those things at the time. Um, I, and I also mentioned, uh, like I noticed when you were talking about goal setting and, and kind of how you started doing that afterwards, was there a, a big difference in um, like, probably prior to, you know, when you had Zoe, um, you were, you were doing kind of professional type level training, and there was probably a lot of focus on very much the physical part of things and and nutrition as well. Have things changed now that you kind of, you know, when you set your goals, do you have to look at a lot of different components? Because even when you were in the hospital, I noticed that it was things like, I'm going to take a walk. Some of that is obviously physical, but some of it is probably a mental health piece and just making sure that, um, you know, you're spending time with your significant other, all of those things. Does, mm-hmm. has that changed for you and, and how does that impact what you do now? Yeah. So I think, um, I think this stuff changed depending where you're at in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like every habit that you build, you know, when you, st- and this is where I think people fail so much when it comes to changing their lifestyle, either nutrition or training, is they commit to way too much to start. Yeah. Like they commit to the mountain. They're like today, you know, I haven't done anything in the past, I don't know, like three, four, five months during like the holidays, like drinking every day, eating whatever. And then like January 1st, you know, I'm going to train twice a day and I'm going to, you know, completely clean up my food. And it's like, you know, compliance is the science. So we need to always start with something that is going to be achievable. And the goal is obviously at the end to have this this lifestyle that is in line with who you want to be like not who you're trying to portray yourself at but like that like kind of best version of yourself is like well this is the best version of me how can I work towards this every day and the way I like to do it for myself because it's ebb and flows right it's I'm never like up here like being the best version of myself because life happens and it's hard as you know life is hard for everyone we all go through like horrific challenge okay depending on our capacity to handle the challenge um but I think I always come back to having like this good foundation of actionable items and then as some of the items really become like such a big part of a life habit for example for me like I think like the training component is just so very engraved in my DNA but like the nutrition component is something that I've you know, really had to work on. 
Yeah. It's like, okay, well, those are my three tasks. Well, once those become a life habit, they might become something else because this is so ingrained in me now that I'm, you know, I go walk every day. I take my coffee every day. I take a shower every day. Yeah. Now I'm going to add on to that, you know, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes of lifting three times a week or something like that. And like, it's just building upon that new capacity that I've created for myself as I'm changing my lifestyle. And, and I really think that this is how you become very successful. Um, and you build that compliance. And then at the end of the day, you know, you end up at a place where it's like, I, I don't know, I, I have so much stuff today to do, um, but I'm yeah. going to get it all done and it's going to be very productive and efficient. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's building block and you just have to be realistic with where you're at. I think people take the best version of themselves and they're like, this is where I'm at. And they're like, oh no, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how to break it to you, but no. Um <laughs> No, because let's just look at your, you know, your past three days, take your past three days average and be better today. Yeah. And like, that is realistic. Yeah. Like, you know, you've slept for three days and, you know, binge on TV. Honestly, if you just go for a 10 minute walk and eat like steak and sweet potato as a dinner tonight, you're really winning. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting. It's uh, I, I like to take the average of those times because uh, yeah, mm -hmm. people do automatically want to see the best in themselves when they think of where they are, but uh, um, it's easy to make big goals when you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, and that's, that's before, days, before new year's, everybody's all gung ho about here's what I'm going to do, but that's not well, all the mm -hmm. time. Yes. Cause it's hard. And that's another thing that um, I talk a lot about with my clients it's hard to be unhealthy and it's hard to be healthy. There's no in between. Yeah. And you just kind of have to choose like which side you're going to fight with because it's hard to have discipline. Like the idea that it's so easy for me to do all of this is, is not at all. I'm, I'm imperfect. Like everyone else at the same exact degree as everyone else is imperfect. Um, it's just that, I, I try to choose my fight more on the good side when it comes to life habit, because I'm terrified to go back on where I was when I was felt so unhealthy. Um, and as people know, you know, eating bad and constantly feeling like a shame and guilty and not happy in your body is not a fun place to be in. So I always tell my client, Let, let's choose our heart today. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the day's going to go by. So yeah. <laughs> let's wow. like stack the card in your favor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and there are so many people that can, uh, that can relate to that, I, I'm, I'm sure. So, um, you know, one, one of the things that I, it does make me wonder a little bit about is because you mentioned how, like everybody else, you're, you, you know, you struggle through things as you go. Um, but you know, you've not only you not only have kind of the you're you're a busy mom. You obviously do a lot for your own physical health and and then help others do that as well. One way of helping others do that is you've 
you've done entrepreneurial things at different times and um, that might be a little bit different for some people is, is how have you, um, you know, what did, did you find anything hard with that kind of transition to maybe doing more of that is, is, you know, how did, how did you um, gain that knowledge? I mean, it sounds like you probably just, I don't know. I, I, I would think that you would decide work to do it and then off. you would just work your butt off and research <laughs> it and everything else. So maybe that's yeah. the quick answer. But what, what was that like for you to to kind of do some of those things that, that other people look at and maybe you're hesitant about? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really good question. I, I think number one is um, just find something that you have a huge passion for. Like for me, it was I found myself you know, being the fittest woman on earth. And part of why I stopped was pushing my body that hard for so long was really starting to hurt me. Um, and it hurted me to the point that I started to to have like, um, just problem. Uh, like after my last CrossFit game, I started to lose my memory. And there was like weird thing happening. And uh, so we consulted and it was the first time I looked at my blood work and uh, my doctor was just as plainly asked me, she was like, do you want kids? And I was like, literally, the only thing I want in my life is a family. And uh, she was like, well, you know, it's going to be a real struggle for you. And that was it for me. I was like, well, I'm done. And that was like the biggest reason why I retired um, is because family was the number one thing. And in, in, I think both for me and my husband, that that's what we we both always wanted a family. Um, and from there, because I'm a problem solver, I just I just got obsessed, completely obsessed with trying to understand everything in about the endocrine system, about how what hormones drives what, like, you know, what decrease over time, like uh, you know, T4 and uh, <clears throat> and growth hormones and estrogen, and how does that affect my body fertility and how I feel as I get older, which hormones, you know, are important when it comes to uh, building muscle, burning fat, what is the currency of longevity, which, as we know, muscle. So how do I maximize all those things as my body, you know, is changing real quick um, through age? And how do I fix myself? So it was a weird transition in a way because I was so engraved in CrossFit and it was like a lot of things I was learning was telling me that I needed to do things differently. Um, so you're like, okay, I've been doing this thing forever. I love it. It's so much fun, but it's no longer serving me when it comes to my health and I need to change things up because I really wanted to get pregnant. And then I got pregnant and I got really sick. And then I definitely couldn't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. So then I really learned how to make lightweight feel heavy and really started to focus when, you know, when I program my training and my Alpha Bay program and everything I do, what I focus on is the stimulus and the adaptation that comes from the training rather than moving a load from A to B or like just looking at the speed because those things don't, if you, tr those things are just numbers. What I wanted to focus on was, was the stimulus. How do I bring my body 
to this specific effect where I will induce, for example, metabolic stress, where I will induce time under tension, volume, so we can start to break down the muscle, get that growth hormones flowing in the body, have this come and repair the muscle, and also make sure that I'm building a foundation of musculature that will support my longevity, that will support me if I want to be athletic in my life, that will support all those things to rebuild myself up. So then maybe I can enjoy some high intensity once in a while now, and rather than all the time and just trying to survive my own self on that side. So that's really how it shifted for me was really answering this question or always they're just there's just always a better way. And, you know, I think me and my husband, we we don't um, we don't think that our way is the only way like we just want to learn as much as we can from, you know, bodybuilding, crossfitter, powerlifting, runner. MMA fighter, whomever, like we want to know everything about like energy system and like your hormones and are you catabolic, anabolic, what drives what? Are we in a weight loss mode? Are we primed to put muscle on? And really, we just want to take the best of all of those worlds and put it together so we can really have a map and a plan that is that every single piece of it is done on purpose with purpose. So that's kind of how everything has changed for me. And now I'm talking about this, but I've been building my business and really being obsessed with all that stuff for five or six years now um, on top of everything I've learned during being a professional athlete. Um, And really, I'm sure my my program is going to keep evolving because I just constantly want to know more and more about it. So we build a program like this, which is always evolving. And then our nutrition side, um, we do a lot of like shred challenge, we call them, but we teach people through nutrition and nutrient timing and understanding, um, you know, their, their, their body, how to flip that switch from a certain like system they're in to that like fat burning and muscle building metabolic switch. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, well, and, and so, That's what we're I gonna, do. We're, yeah, well, and, and having that, um, not just your kind of experience, but also all of the research and all of the pieces that um, you know you're able to provide people. I, I'm sure that um, that roadmap helps so many other people now too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe just before, because uh, we'll give everything so that people can can kind of connect in and look and and find out more about kind of what you're doing from that end. Um, one thing that is there's probably tons of people out there and i would think lots of lots of women maybe in you know after pregnancy or maybe they're even just kind of aging getting close to menopause whatever those things are that are causing kind of hormonal change um but there may also be just that idea of oh i you know this sounds too complicated for me oh my gosh i'm you know this is this is a big Mm -hmm. thing to go from where i am today which you know you've had that experience of where you were today is there a couple of things that, you know, if they were just to kind of get themselves moving, get themselves in the right mindset, whatever those things are to, would you recommend a couple of tips from that end? Yeah. I mean, um, there's some things that I think fundamentally are at the base of it. One is, is lifting, Mm -hmm. um, that time under tension, under load 
And a misconception is that it doesn't have to be as heavy as possible. And this is really what we um, kind of specialize in. And that's why I love bodybuilding so much because it's in a much safer, much more control environment. And what we do is we make lightweight feel heavy. So it's a really great way to start. And uh, the more research are coming out on this, the more it's all about like that volume and tension is king. So when it comes to like starting back, weightlifting should be a priority for people, um, especially women. Also, when you weightlift, your body produces growth hormones, which is that fat burning muscle building hormone which you won't produce if you only do cardio. And the other thing is when you have more muscle on your body, your basal metabolic rate increase. So this is how much uh, calorie you burn in the day to maintain your current you know, body composition and mass. So if you want to eat more, lift more. Um, so as you lose weight, if you put muscle on, then that basal metabolic rate is not necessarily going to go down, which is really great. That's like a big differential when when you only do cardio which also your body is going to adapt when you only do cardio and it's going to want to shed all the weight because it wants to be light right so your body is always adapting to what you ask so weightlifting is huge and then making sure to eat a lot of protein um it's i would say like those two things if you can weight lift and then like get a good amount of movement a day. I really like that eight to 10,000 step a day because it doesn't have to be crazy cardio, just like that extra free energy expenditure to help you uh, get into a calorie deficit. So if you do that, right, weightlifting doesn't have to be heavy, but get a lot of rep on the load, even if it's light, go to until your muscle burn, go to failure. You're good to go on that side then try to eat, I would say 1.2 to 1.6 um, gram per kilo at a minimum, I would say 1.6 and even more if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. Um, that's a good place to start. And it, it's fairly easy. I mean, I'm telling you to eat more. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So. It's it's not what people usually hear. So, you know, that's, yes. uh, uh, the, that's important. Yeah. Especially for women as the age and after kids, the eat less and do more cardio, what I've seen from, I mean, thousands of clients I've had mm -hmm. does more harm to them than good because yeah. it really spiked their cortisol and it brings a lot of inflammation in the body. But if you focus instead of eating less, if you focus on having a lot of protein into all of your meal, your satiety is going to be, is going to be um, really filled. And I mean, you're not going to want to eat as much of the other stuff. So that's yeah. a big win. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure there's tons of people that want to hear more because even just in that, you, it's not just kind of, uh, uh, you've obviously got tons of detail behind as to kind of why those things are important because you, your knowledge is obviously uh, uh, really deep in those areas. So thank you, first of all, Camille, for, for sharing some of that. If people want to find out more about you and, and some of your programs and uh, you know some of those things, what are some of the best ways to do that, Camille? Yeah, so all my programs are on alphababe.fit. Yep. Um, everything that we do is on purpose with purpose. 
we have a program that is full jam. We have a program that's for people who want to go to the club gym with machine. And we teach you how to use all of that. Um, we have a minimal equipment program and a body weight program. And then one thing that we do every month, they're called our shred challenge. And this is where we really give you the, the map and the key into transforming your body drastically in 30 days. Those are. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think that's probably it on the back, right? Yeah. And this is all 30 days. Um, that's what people need to understand. And everyone keep their body composition after the 30 days, um, which is not very common. I think when it comes yeah. to nutrition, yeah. I also do one-on-one -on -one, uh, with people who have more special need I would say or like they really want to like go all in into themselves and that's where I'll go even deeper and really look at how their metabolism specifically is working and what challenge um are more specific to them yeah Wow. Okay. Well, fantastic. What we'll do as well is we'll put those in the show notes. So if um, if you've missed it, you can click right through and, and be able to see all that information. And uh, again, I know it's I know it's busy. You've got a busy day ahead of you too, from what I understand, Camille. So um, thanks very much for taking the time with us. Uh, really appreciate you sharing so much so much knowledge with the audience today. Absolutely. That's uh, that's what I'm in the world for. That's great. Okay. Well, and to everybody else, if you haven't hit subscribe in the podcast, do that right now. Um, we have great people every week, just like Camille. And uh, again, um, you know, thanks. And, and we'll uh, talk again soon on Big Idea, Big Moves. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Big Idea underscore Big Moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions. Hit that subscribe button yet? Go on, you know you want to.